Today marks 21 years since the death of Douglas Adams, a writer whose importance to my formation is not necessarily worth noting, but the commemoration of his passage is being noted all the same. Each of us is mortal and for the most part do not know when we will breathe our last. Until mine, I personally feel it is important to document as much as possible, and that is the mission of each and every installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a program that most definitely would not have existed if not for The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The jury is still out on the Celestial Home Care Omnibus. On today's program, workers at one of Bodo's Bagel's three locations want to unionize. The latest version of the Consumer Price Index is out, and inflation is up, but not quite as much as last month. Area businesses involved in the Community Climate Collaborative's Green Business Alliance report greenhouse gas emissions reductions, and more study on future planning for transit takes place at a time when existing systems are struggling to find enough drivers. The first Patreon-fueled shout-out for today is for the Rivanna Conservation Alliance and their work to help the city of Charlottesville with the restoration of Riverview Park. The RCA wants your input to inform a project that aims to restore a 600-foot section of the Rivanna Riverbank in an area that's designated for public access to the waterway, as well as a 200-foot section of a dangerously eroding stormwater channel nearby. How should the work be prioritized? That's where you come in with your input. Visit RivannaRiver.org to learn more about the project, which seeks to help Riverview Park continue to be a welcoming place to exercise, cool off, paddle, fish, play, explore, observe nature, and escape from the day-to-day -day stresses of life. Two members of Charlottesville City Council will be on hand this afternoon as employees of the Bodo's Bagels location on the corner announce their desire to unionize. Here's a section from the press release from the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 400. Employees with the Union Organizing Committee cite several concerns leading up to the effort, including understaffing, a lack of pay transparency, inadequate paid sick leave, and wages that aren't keeping up with the rising cost of living in Charlottesville. UFCW Local 400 already represents grocery workers at Kroger and Giant Food. The release states that approximately 14 employees are involved and that they presented signed union authorization cards to Bodo's management on Tuesday and seek voluntary recognition. The employees also filed for an election with the National Labor Relations Board in the event that management refuses to voluntarily recognize the union, at which point an election will be conducted by the Federal Labor Department. However, representatives from Bodo's management said those cards were not presented. In a statement, they also said the company has always sought to set a high standard. I'm going to read that, and here it is from Scott Smith and John Coca-Cola in an email to Charlottesville Community Engagement sent this morning. Bodo's has been doing the best we can in every way we can for the Charlottesville community for over 30 years, and we've always been keenly aware that that's a moving target. We support the right of our employees to choose whether or not they want to bring in a third-party representative, though we have always worked hardest to be that advocate by offering substantially above-market wages and hands-on, proactive compassionate management. Both City Councilors Payne and McGill are advocates for a collective bargaining agreement that would allow City employees to unionize. 
Municipal employees in Virginia could not do so until legislation passed the Virginia General Assembly in 2020. Last August, council directed former city manager Chip Boyles to pursue study of a collective bargaining ordinance. Boyles was out of office two months later. In March, the city issued a request for proposals for a firm to help establish a collective bargaining program, but so far, a contract has not been awarded. I checked in with David Dillahunt, the interim deputy director of communications, and he said that an award is forthcoming, but the process of evaluating the submissions is ongoing, and that no date can be provided on when the contract would be rewarded. The federal agency that keeps the official metric on the cost of goods has released the numbers for April, and the consumer price index rose 0.3%, a slower increase than reported in March. Over the last 12 months, the all-items index increased 8.3% before seasonal adjustment, according to a release published this morning. That number of 8.3% is lower than April, when the increase was 8.5%. The prices of shelter, food, airline fares, and new vehicles were the categories that increased the most. Food increased 0.9% over March, but the energy index actually declined in April. Gasoline dropped 6.1%, but natural gas and electricity increased. There are two subcategories for food. The price of food cooked at home increased 0.9%, and food away from home increased 1%. Last May, the Community Climate Collaborative formed the Green Business Alliance to encourage 16 companies to take steps to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The goal is to reduce their collective emissions by 45% by 2025, five years ahead of when both Albemarle County and Charlottesville pledged to meet the same objective. This morning, the nonprofit entity reports the group has a collective 28% reduction in the first year since their individual baselines were established. The press release states that, comparing 2021 emissions to the baseline, which varies by member, the Green Business Alliance offset a total of 4,800 metric tons of carbon dioxide equivalent. Some of the ways those reductions have been made are through relocations to new buildings. For instance, Apex Clean Energy moved to a new building that consolidated all employees in one place. The Mass Timber Apex Plaza, which features green building materials, solar power generation, and on-site battery storage, is on the cutting edge of sustainable design, mirroring Apex's work at the forefront of the new energy economy. While the Apex Plaza building is not LEED certified, it is one of the largest timber-built structures in the nation, and buildings built of timber have a lower carbon footprint than those built of concrete or steel. Additionally, the firm Quantitative Investment Management moved to the Code Building, which is LEED certified. Other participants have moved to LEED certified buildings since their baselines, including the Center, the CFA Institute, and Centara Martha Jefferson Hospital. In addition, eight of the 16 companies participating in the Green Business Alliance installed over 1,600 solar panels on their properties, offsetting another 550 metric tons of carbon dioxide equivalent. For more information, go read the Community Climate Collaborative's blog post on the topic. There's a link in the newsletter.
You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, the Jefferson Madison Regional Library will once again provide the place for you to learn about a whole manner of things. The How-To Festival returns once more to the Central Library in downtown Charlottesville on Saturday, May 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. There is something for everyone in this fast-paced, interactive, and free event. There will be 15-minute presentations and demonstrations on a diverse set of topics. Want to know how to do a home DNA test? Tune a guitar? What about using essential oils to repel mosquitoes? Visit the library website at jmrl.org to learn more. That's the How-To Festival, May 14, 2022. One more segment today, and it's kind of a follow-up in the second part to something that was in the May 10th edition of this program. The audience for Charlottesville Community Engagement may have successfully doubled the number of views for the April 28-22 meeting of the Jefferson Area Regional Transit Partnership on YouTube. At the tail end of the program yesterday, I called upon you all to take a look at the meeting, and I can successfully report that there have now been 11 views! But of course, the reason you read a newsletter like this is that you don't have to view them. So as promised, here are some highlights from the rest of the meeting. The Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission continues to oversee the creation of a regional transit plan, and the Regional Transit Partnership will have a full review at their meeting scheduled for May 26th. But the members of the partnership had the materials in the packet at their April 28th meeting, and you have access to those materials thanks to a link on Civilpedia. Lucinda Shannon is a transportation planner for the TJPDC. So the project started, I know most of you know this, um, in the fall of 2021. And the team um, developed a land use assessment and a transit propensity assessment. They identified community goals and solicited community input um, from from the vision for the future of transit in the region. The consultants are currently writing up network and corridor improvements. And in June, we'll gather public, the team will gather public input on the proposed improvements and then make adjustments. And the project should finish in August. The vision plan will be presented to City Council and the Board of Supervisors this summer. The Regional Transit Vision Plan is not to be confused with a governance study that is in the planning stages to inform what a potential regional transit authority might look like. The governance study is more on how we're going to pay for the vision and the projects. This is also not to be confused with the draft route changes proposed by Charlottesville Area Transit that have not yet been implemented due to driver shortages. Garland Williams is CAT's director. We're extremely um, uh, limited on our driver numbers. We're actually really short. Um, so we've got to figure out how to get more drivers in the hopper to do the, the level of service that the community wants. As of April 28th, Williams said CAT needed 20 additional drivers. He said he's lost several drivers to the private sector, which have higher paying jobs. The topic of driver shortages came up during a recent non-RTP roundtable of transit providers. Karen Davis is the deputy director at Jaunt, and she said her agency has been meeting with CAT and University Transit Service to work out solutions. John has identified some potential overlap of CAT routes with ACPS routes, which weren't discussions. 
Davis said the city of Charlottesville has also approached Jaunt to assist with better transit service to Crescent Halls when it reopens later this year. The next meeting of the Regional Transit Partnership is May 26th. Until then, let's see if we can get the number of views on YouTube for the April 28th meeting up to 20 and the likes to 2. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for May 11th, 2022. 21 years ago, minus one day, I found out that Douglas Adams had died shortly after exercising. He was 49. Uh, you can look up, this is not an episode that talks about him necessarily, but I do have to recognize that because, of course, it's always sat with me, um, that death, because um, he is one of the most important literary figures and sonic figures in my life, and I needed to mark that here for you. Uh, and that's pretty much where I'm going to leave it today. But uh, I do want you to know that if you're listening to the podcast version of this, my entire life uh revolves around sound and weird sound and it all comes back from listening when I was a very little person to uh, the Sonic, the radio version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And of course, um, I encourage you to seek that out. I don't have a link to it. I don't even know how you can get it. But of course, um, it's really important to me. And, uh, you know, this is that one time, episode 378, when I'm going to mark that. And I can tell you that nothing else happened on May 11th, 2001. Nothing else. Something will happen in the days to come. I'm not sure when the next newsletter will be out. Will it be out tomorrow? Will it be out on Friday? Not sure. But of course, there will be another episode, and there will be many, many, many more episodes of Charlottesville Community Engagement, unless I draw my last breath. Good thing I don't have any paint or markers. I'm Sean Tubbs, and don't panic. That actually made me sad. <laughs>